This week on Listoff, we delve into our top 10 rivalries in video games. How are you, Ryan? I'm good, Brian. I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, no worries. I, I left us off this list. No Brian and Ryan rivalries on my oh, list. Oh man. So, yeah. That's the that's my number one. Well, we're like more friendly rivalry, you know, like competition, a, right? Right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> We're frenemies, right? Right, right. I didn't want it's to like use a, that term, but yeah. It's a Jerry Newman from Seinfeld. Oh my God. We're so Hello, much better Ryan. than that. <laughs> We're so much better than that. Uh, I would I I would I think so anyway, Brian. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. Good to hear it. You play any games? I played Satisfactory. That is the one and only game that I played. I have in my possession Super Mario 3 World plus oh, Browser's Fury wow. from, from one of my friends. So uh, he let me borrow it. And I'm probably just going to go through Bowser's Fury because yeah. I had my fill of 3D World. Right. Um, but I'm excited. I, I hear good things about it. I hear yeah. that it's like six hours long, so it shouldn't be too too much out of the out of time. But I cannot wait to hear your take on it. I've heard such good things, you know? yeah. I'm glad I didn't have to spend $60 to get a six hour, <laughs> basically DLC. So. Right. Right. Well, it, it does but, come with a, the complete other game, but I played it on Wii U as well. So it's like, exactly. Eh, you know. Like if, if you have not played that game, it is a great value. $60 mm-hmm. for, for both of those things is, is fantastic because yeah. 3d world is very expansive. I remember like feeling like I beat the game, then it opens up another world and it opens up another world and it just like keeps going. There's like hundreds of levels. It's it's kind of crazy. How cool. I will say um, for our longer time listeners, they probably recognize that when Brian says he gets games from his friends, we all know he's talking about his corporate (laughs) sponsors that he keeps for me, right? Like (laughs) this is just another case of that happening. Take note. I mean, this is happens all the time. My uncle at Nintendo is just giving me all this stuff. He knows all the secret, (laughs) like secrets to the games, right? Breath of the Wilds is uh it's not far off. Just just wait a little bit longer. You still haven't uh, shared any satisfactory footage to our Twitter. I really want to see the I game know. in action. I really oh, want to man. see it in action. So I, I have to figure out, number one, how to do that with my PC. Because I have true. never... Like with the consoles, it's easy mm-hmm. to just like hit a button and you right. start sharing. Right. But I really wanted to share. So I made a space elevator in Satisfactory. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. basically means I can like call in resources and get new blueprints and stuff. And the way this thing, it's a massive structure. It's like Mm -hmm. a big kind of pyramid looking thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, those uh, containers that you put like, like rice or or sugar or like dry goods in. Right. Yeah. And it has that, like the lid that suctions and then you Mm -hmm. put the metal clasp. Right. And then then you pull pull it down down. and it's that really satisfying clip. Yeah. Especially it's almost more satisfying to unclip it. Exactly. Yeah. So in satisfactory the space elevator has a giant like pyramid structure and there are three of those giant clips on the sides and they just you you see them go and it's it's just amazing and (laughs) it is satisfying to watch and i really wish i got a clip of that but yeah well there's still time right you still have have it so yeah yeah exactly how cool like yeah i want to see space elevator i do want to see it yeah yeah but uh that was it so yeah Cool. What about you? Did you play anything this week? I did. Um, so last week I had beat Demon Souls, right? 
Okay. Um, I did play a little more of that uh, new game plus just to, you know, kind of mess around. Didn't really do anything too exciting in the game, but I sure. did. Uh, I did beat two other games this week. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I beat uh, Astro's Playroom, which is cool. I, I did mention it was really short. The boss fight at the end is so cool. And um, it's probably the best end credits sequence of all time. And that includes Melee. I am like saying it is better than Melee. <laughs> okay. Um, you remember the end credits for Melee, right? Where you're like shooting all the credits that were flying. Yeah. By this is better right. than that. It's better than that. Okay. It's it's so much fun. I don't want to like ruin anything, but you actually it's it's another set of credits that you play through the majority of it. Okay. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, still a great game once again. Uh, but I also beat Bloodborne. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like two Souls likes in two weeks, which is right. I had a good jump on Bloodborne. I or I was pretty much knocking on the door of finishing the game when I left off. Um, okay. Like an hour or two left in the game. Um, but there's a trick. I've managed to see all three endings. I'm not going to spoil the contents of the endings, but you had asked me off uh, via messaging how, how you go about doing that. So there's a way to save right. scum. Uh, you can either save to uh, uh, create a backup save file to a USB or your PS plus cloud storage. And then basically you beat the game. There are certain criteria for the three endings and they all take place at the last boss ah. so granted you have to have for one of the endings you have to have a certain items going into that boss fight yeah uh, which you would gather throughout the course of the game but i did have those and um so i managed to save scum basically go through the ending the three different ways and get all three endings and all three trophies for it i'm only three wow. trophies away from a platinum it really might wow. end up being the first game i ever platinum nice uh, but there's this <laughs> thing you have to go through the chalice dungeons which are universally thought of as the worst part of the game uh, so i may not get a platinum i'm okay with it either way sure and then uh, I also downloaded and played Final Fantasy VII uh, last night. Uh, and you we, beat it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, no. <laughs> I said two games. <laughs> you, just, you just got finished playing through the entire thing. I played through the first... 20 hours. The first bit, um, you know, blowing up the reactor, the Mako okay. reactor, right? And um, right. so it's it's incredibly gorgeous. Like, I know by getting this i'm outing myself of being able to get the integrate or the uh playstation 5 upgrade but this game is well i mean so you can good still looking. buy another copy if you want to right I mean, for sure i can spend like the 70 yeah. bucks or whatever which right. I, I just don't understand the decision making there but that's a whole another train of thought um, <laughs> which i will get into after this if you want to if you want to talk about it i mean i think i think it comes down to money <laughs> Of course but it yes. comes down to money, but like you don't <laughs> charge the entire price of the game, you know, like it's amazing to me that they're giving it away for free and saying, oh, that free version isn't eligible for the PS5 upgrade. You have to actually buy it for $70 to get the PS5 upgrade, which is like, who are there people that will do this? I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are people who love the game <laughs> enough or like want that graphical upgrade enough to do it, but I mean, I can understand charging a fee for the upgrade, right? But the full price of the game is where it's kind of like, man, like that seems reaching to me, you know? Yeah. But I graphically, mean, this it, game is gorgeous. I just yeah. want to really quick get that out of the way. I, sure. I do not think I will miss the PS5 upgrade 
um it is a, still a beautiful cinematic fun experience for the short time that i've played it and i can't wait to see what else it has in store yeah so i mean the the integrate stuff the side-by-side comparisons honestly was is not worth 70 dollars to me so i was looking at it and i was like man does it look like the ps5 version doesn't look as good as the ps4 yeah, version? i mean like it looked a little more washed out in parts. yeah yeah right good i'm not crazy i, I felt the same that. ways that that happens sometimes where they they show like oh here's here's the old version here's the new version and yeah that washed out look sometimes is is what they're touting as like yes, this is better. Mm -hmm. And I was having a hard time. Like, yes, I I saw there were some noticeable differences. Um, But for the most part, I was like, oh yeah, no, this Mm -hmm. is, this is not worth $70. Things like frame rate. That is huge. I I forget if if that was uh, involved, but yeah, I'm not sure. um, I just remember seeing like uncharted the like 30 frames versus 60 frames. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a crazy difference. Yeah, so, so it, it was yeah. like one part where Cloud was walking through the fog where they had the side-by-side, you could see the fog effects were so much better on the yes. PS5. But for the most part, it really looked, to me, it looked better on the PS4. I will say that 60 FPS is a huge difference. I did play like just a few minutes of the God of War intro because I wanted to see how improved it is. And it's oh. beautiful and so smooth. Right. And it was just like, man, I could really get into this game right now. But then I just had yep. Final Fantasy VII downloading at the time. So I was like, I can't get into this game right now. I want right. to get into something <laughs> new. So, But it was great to see that difference. I mean, it is, it is, like you said, it is very noticeable when it right. gets, hits, hits that uh, higher frame rate. Now, yeah. remind me, have you played Final Fantasy VII before the, the original game? So, no. No. I mean, I, I've played through like disc one and that's about it. Right. So like I, it was ever present during um, like my middle school, high school years. So I definitely sure. have seen playthroughs of the original Final Fantasy seven. I played bits here and there, just kind of like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, let me play that. Right. <laughs> um, but no, I never played through beginning to end by myself. No. No. Yeah. So this is good. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. You know, um, I I can't tell you how much I enjoyed that first part. It's cool the way they did the combat in the game. It's been a long time since I played a Final Fantasy game in general, and sure. it's it's definitely action RPG now, and it is it's a joy to play. The battles That's cool. themselves. Yeah, it's really cool. There's a good system. You switching between people is easy on the fly, and you know having a well balanced team and all that. So yeah, it's good. It's good. I grabbed it for the, you know, free game yesterday mm-hmm. and then promptly left it because it was an eight hour download. So, Whoa. yeah, it took that's, me like that's how long no it's going to take my, yeah, I'm it's, it's done by now because I did it last yeah. night, but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, definitely not waiting around for this. Don't blame me there. So I did want to say yeah. before we get into our list here, a few things, uh, we did what game Wednesday, uh, it was Bloodborne in <laughs> celebration of me beating the game and uh, the person okay. who guessed it was cutscenes and cupcakes on instagram they are podcasters and twitch streamers they seem to be doing a lot and be very active in the gaming community so congratulations to them and check them out if you get the chance uh That's yeah awesome. yeah it was very cool to see somebody get it apparently they knew the game not for the best reason but uh oh, but no. they still guessed it nonetheless <laughs> nice 
Um, yeah, the, and, the photo that you chose is very horrifying. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, some guy with a big scythe wanna, about to. I, I can't spoil. <laughs> can I spoil a five-year-old game? Spoiler alert! I don't just care. skip ahead like fifteen seconds if you don't want to hear him. <laughs> so that's that's the part that is part of the good ending of Bloodborne, believe it or not. And you are not the person holding the scythe. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So okay. that's actually the good ending. Anyway. Okay. Right. Um, so I did also want to mention you did it again, Brian. Uh oh. So we recorded we record on Wednesdays. Our last episode <laughs> was recorded before the Pokemon uh announcement, the 25 year anniversary shindig. Right. The one thing I forgot to mention last week when we were talking about you having all these premonitions is that uh, I did mention it to you off the podcast, the Twisted Metal, right? Brian has this, oh, I want to see Twisted Metal come back. And then what is like announced a day later, Twisted Metal coming back as a television show, <laughs> right? <laughs> this You're on point. And then he says, we're talking about Pokemon needing to end as a series. And Brian brings up, oh, they really need that open world rpg pokemon game right <laughs> and they're never gonna do that now you did say they're never gonna do it as long as these other games keep selling but lo and behold they are doing it and brian mentioned <laughs> it so i don't know what you got going on here man but hats off to you for seeming to know everything going on in the gaming <laughs> industry you definitely have hookups that i'm not aware of i mean the pokemon news is just from my uncle and nintendo you know oh, they, they talk sense. about all that kind of stuff so it makes complete sense yeah. yeah, but they are still making brilliant diamond and whatever uh, like the a, other game. Yeah, pearl. Yeah, it's something pearl. Oyster shimmering. Pearl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oyster yeah. pearl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so they're still making the games that turn out money, and I never played Diamond and Pearl, so I don't really have any affinity yeah. for those. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. But this this open world RPG uh, Arceus, I guess Pokemon Arceus. Arce- Arceus? That does look. Is it Arceus? Arceus? They said Arceus in the tra- in the like lead up to the trailer. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going with because I, I am not familiar with that Pokemon either. So yeah. I don't know. Legendary. Yeah, but it looks cool. Uh, the frame rate was horrendous, but yeah. not, they still have a long time before that that game releases to to fix all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it looks hopeful. It looks promising. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, you want to get into our lists? Yeah, for sure. Let's do this. Okay. So top 10 rivalries in video games. And like we said last week, we're not limiting to like just things in video games, but the whole video game industry. So that opens up a lot of different doors. But to begin with my honorable mention, I wanted to get this one out of the gate because (laughs) I I didn't I didn't want it to like be oh this is going to be the number 1 but Nintendo versus Sega okay. and I also kind of put Mario versus Sonic. So enough, that yeah. whole rivalry rivalry between the two companies um just between you know Mario and Sonic they are very different types of characters and they were going after different audiences but I think you were either a Nintendo fan or a Sega fan during the 16-bit area, especially. Um, I mean, it spawned a whole bunch of stuff with console world. Console. Oh my gosh, I cannot say this. Console, <laughs> console Wars, wars yeah. <laughs> which is going to be a movie now. I understand. It is a movie. It is a. It is. Oh, it's. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Um, I want to read the book. Uh, I've heard really good things. It. That's like yeah. the video game book. Is it? Is it interesting? It's good. It's pretty good. I mean, it's entertaining. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sure. I enjoyed parts of it. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I lived through a lot of that. Right. I mean, this is a lot of the business aspects and ins and outs that I probably just didn't care about at, at the time, but, but it's cool to read. This is, sure. this is one of the biggest rivalries ever. I would say is Nintendo mm-hmm. versus Sega. Oh, agreed. And um, definitely yeah. was defined by those mascots that, you know, yeah. they're intrinsically exactly. tied together. Right. Right. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, thankfully, we were able to not only talk about characters in video games and their rivalries, but also the industry, because I did have a tough time coming up with 11. But that being said, we'll get into my honorable mention here. And I'm going with The Rebellion versus The Empire uh, Ah, from Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the best rivalries in all of pop culture. So, of course, it has to be mentioned here because it is ever present in so many Star Wars video games. And uh, yeah. It is the struggle between good and evil, the underdog and the favorite, and it embodies so many struggles that happen in the real world. It mirrors them very well, and yeah, uh, yeah it's great. It's uh, timeless, and you know all your favorite and characters any are reason, typically involved. Any reason you went with this instead of like Jedi versus Sith? Yeah, because you know they're are people who aren't Jedi and Sith in these Star Wars movies. I feel like the Jedi and the Sith are actually like the minority in these movies. Some of the best yeah. characters are outside of that realm. Right. And, um, you know, you and like have... the, like the Jedi are part of the rebellion kind of thing right, or right. the rebels. Yeah. Okay. Right. They kind of fit into those categories. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, but yeah, that makes I do sense. know like okay. with battlefront, right. Um, there's a uh, definitely, they they also have the Clone Wars era, right? Like the uh, prequel era. Mm-hmm. So you're not dealing with the Rebellion and the Empire at that point. But, sure. Um, but some of the best maps involved the uh, original <laughs> trilogy, you know? And even still, right. I, could, I even consider like the, the sequel trilogy, the newer trilogy, like that. that's still Rebellion versus the Empire. I know it's like the First Order and... Um, the right. Rebels, right? That's the like, Empire. Yeah, it's the Empire. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, very good. That's, yeah. Like you said, that is like the good versus evil. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's, it's there. Good pick. Awesome. Thanks, thanks, man. All right. Well, my number 10 is Tony Hawk versus the Skate franchise. Oh, cool. So I've talked to, you know, a lot about Tony Hawk, a little bit about Skate. Uh, this is the arcade versus simulation debate, basically. So I am always on arcade when it comes to gameplay styles. I, I like the, I just like really good gameplay. I do not care if it's close to real life. Um, <laughs> I I find that worrying about realistic, you know, controls for a car or skateboard or, or what have you it kind of gets in the way of my enjoyment a lot of the times because you have to figure out a very specific system. And mm. I think that they take a lot of liberties in things like Tony Hawk that make it just more fun to play for me. Yeah. So, you know, Tony Hawk, a very storied franchise has a lot of ups and just as many downs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Skate, I think is more consistently like, people enjoy those games and I mean, they're, they're reviving that. So obviously there's still a lot of fandom out there, but I think for me, definitely Tony Hawk is, is on the the good end of that. (laughs) I have to say, I agree with you here. I'm on the Tony Hawk side, but I do remember there being a certain level of hype around skate and like people I knew who were, 
you know, actual skateboarders really enjoying skate. Um, right. But yeah, I'm a Tony Hawk guy all the way. I have to yeah. agree with you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But good. No pick. contest for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never really got into skate myself either. It, yeah. it, I don't, you know, I play video games to do like crazy flips off of a building and land on a rail and be perfectly yeah. balanced. Like, yeah, you know, that's what I want from a video game. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. La- landing like a grind and skate is like a celebratory point. So yeah. Yeah. it doesn't seem as exciting <laughs> to me. I don't know. No, not, not for me at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, moving into my number 10, it is PlayStation versus Xbox. Uh, just nice. enter a forum on the internet. And to this day, you have people <laughs> talking about why the Xbox One is better than the PS5 or vice versa. And those people are wrong. Is, both people are wrong. I have to say, uh, everybody's yeah. wrong. This is true. Like, this is true. We are definitely Console worlds are stupid. This. We are moving away from this, I think, as a whole, as a video game community. Um, yeah. And some people seem to think that they are mutually exclusive. Like, if you like one, there's no way you could value or like the other and uh, i just think that's silly and wrong there are good reasons to have almost any video game system out there except for maybe stadia or the ouya (laughs) but uh or stadia they tried not very hard but poor stadia (laughs) Uh, they did not try very hard apparently Um, that's a whole other episode (laughs) right but yeah i mean i think you can just you can appreciate each one for what it is and the titles that it has and you know right now tech wise really you could look at pc ps5 xbox series whatever and yeah pick throw a dart at one of them and you're gonna end you're gonna probably be very happy with what you end up with yeah I think it really comes down to exclusives most of the time or where your friends are. Yeah. I mean, so I know I have, got, yeah. 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 I got my PS5 for the exclusives, you know, right. that was my motivation. Right. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we're also getting away from the friends thing because a lot of games are going mm-hmm. cross platform with their multiplayer, which that has to be the future yeah. that we shouldn't have to worry about where we have to play. Um, you know, if, if it's Agreed. if it's a PC versus console kind of thing where they don't want people with mouse and keyboard to just stomp over right. controller players, <laughs> just pair, you know, PC people right. with right. like people yeah, using mouse and keyboard rooms. on yeah. console. Yeah, yeah. 100%. there's ways to get around that. No, I agree. I agree. I do think we're moving away from this in, in many ways. Right. Yeah. But good pick. That one is not on my list, cool. um, but but there are similar ones for sure. So. Okay we'll find out yeah i got i got a few of those on mine (laughs) right (laughs) so my number nine is batman versus the joker and this is this is one of those great rivalries just again in in any media that that these two grace and it's such a fun dynamic. I got probably the biggest dose of it in the Arkham games mm. because Joker is just all over those things. Um, you know, previously I had watched like Batman animated series and mm. seen the, the the movies and, you know, th- those were fine. I, I love the animated series, but it really came together for me with, with the Arkham games. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's my Batman, everything to do with, with those, that series, which draws a lot from, 
like animated series and oh, yeah, you know yeah. a good amount from the comics so definitely they're great games great games exactly great rivalry too um a fun fact this is not on my list but when i asked my wife can you think of any video game rivalries that should be on my list she said um what'd she say mario and bowser i think and then uh-huh. the, the second one was batman and joker so nice yeah definitely if you know if a filthy casual thinks of it, no, I'm kidding. I love my wife. <laughs> it's uh, it's very. Popular. That's a burn. No, come on, she's the best. You know yeah. that. You no, know. I know. Yeah. But um, the the one thing I wanted to say about this is it's it's said so perfectly by the Heath Ledger Joker um at the end of the movie. It's just like it's just a cat and mouse between them. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh man, now I, I wish I had the quote. You probably remember it better than I do. Oh, but geez, just like thanks, Brian, if you can't, think I know. Of it, yeah, put, put your co-host on the spot. Putting real, you on the spot nice, here. Nice. But he says something about like you're just too much fun. Like you know, yeah, you're you're yeah. so good, and yeah, all this stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just a a, a great little dynamic that they have. Just want to see the world burn. Watch the world. That's burn. right. Whatever. <laughs> good pick, though. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate their uh, rivalry. Right. So uh, moving into my number nine is another one that is uh, kind of ever-present, and it is the Belmonts versus Dracula. You mentioned Castlevania, <laughs> and it, I couldn't get it out of my mind, right? Right. And if you think about this, it's like generational. Like the Belmont's entire <laughs> purpose as a familial legacy is to stop Dracula. Yeah. That that is a rivalry to me. If you are training your kid <laughs> to defeat the Lord of Vampires, like right. yeah, that's that's definitely a, a heated rivalry there. Like, oh, this yeah. guy could live forever. The only way we can stop him is by being vigilant and training our next of kin. That's right. right. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, that's it crosses generations. Cause. Yeah, this is like the entire Belmont family. It's what they're there for. So uh, it's ultimately their their legacy to defeat Dracula. And uh, yeah, personally, I'm thankful for it. You know, Dracula doesn't seem like the coolest fella. Um, yeah, I, I mean, think, he's like pure evil. So basically, I don't know. Was he portrayed yeah. that way in the anime though? In the anime, they they really go more into like him as a character right. and kind of like his motivations. And I, I don't want to say like they humanize him at all, right. but, and again, I only watched the first season. It's been a while, but yeah. they, they definitely made him just that like very cool and calm. And like, I, I watched I mean, a few this episodes. Is, this is it's, my legacy. Yeah. It's Richter, isn't it? Uh, for the Belmonts, isn't it? That sounds right. Yeah. I can't remember that. Cause I did watch the first few episodes, but it was a few years ago now. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did enjoy what I watched, but yeah, yeah, there you have it. The Belmonts and Dracula. Yeah, perfect. Thanks. I like it. Nice. There was, I, I have a little anecdote about that. So I was playing through, I think, Circle of the Moon on, on GBA mm-hmm. uh, when it came out, and I could not beat Dracula. And it was just like, that was what I was playing and, and, and trying and trying and trying. Yeah. And I took it on a, a trip that I was going on with my friends and, and his family. And the, the dad was like, Hey, what are you playing? And then I told him all about it. And then we went on the same kind of trip a year later and I was talking about the game and I'm like, man, I just cannot beat Dracula. And he's like, you're still playing that. Like you're still on this. That's what you were doing a year ago. And it was just funny that he like recognized that I was, I was doing the same thing. Right. So a year later, that that shows how, how good I am at beating Dracula. Did you ever beat Dracula? I did. I did. I think I kind of like, 
stopped playing for an entire year mm. and then picked it back up. Yeah, yeah for the trip. You'd, you'd be good at Soulsborne games, let me put it that way. Because some of yeah, them, it's no. like you, you, you just bash your head up against the wall and then you put the game down for a few days and go back to it and you're like, oh, yeah. look, that's not hard at all. Like, what was wrong with that? That happens a, a few times in Bloodborne and and gosh, it, it feels like that game requires so much time to, to get good, but maybe it's just it. like time in between attempts. I love it. I love the noon. Yeah. I did like Demon's Souls get better. Good. Unpopular opinion. I was going to say, which one... So you like Demon's Souls better. Which one was easier? Oh, Probably Demon's Souls, you know? Really? Yeah. Because, like, Bloodborne, I, um, for a while, I, I, went, I got to a spot where you could really farm Blood Echoes, which are what is used to level up your character, and I kind of sat there and farmed and really got what what I thought would be over-leveled. Right. They do make things easier in the late game by giving you lots of save points, like lots of uh, checkpoints, basically, as you're nearing sure. your end game. But, um, man, you cannot be overleveled in that game. Like, that's <laughs> what I've come to the conclusion of because it's diminishing returns. If you put too yeah. much in one stat, you get a lot less out of it when the when you put another point there. Um but it's also like and that game is all technique. It is like really, that's the main like because thing. people hit you and you could have that extra bit on your health bar, but they take off chunks when they hit you. These bosses, yeah. you know. So yeah, but I uh, mean, people like turn the game on. Like experienced people can can just like start from nothing and beat the entire game with no upgrades. They're that good. Yeah, I'm not that so. good, but I could beat the game <laughs> three yeah. times. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, enough about Bloodborne. Here we go again, right? Uh, was it your turn or my turn? It's your turn. Uh, right? It is. Okay. Isn't it? Yes, you're right. Eight, you're right. Eight. Yeah. Yep. Number eight. Jeez. So my number eight is. <laughs> my number eight is plants versus zombies. <laughs> no way. Because I think. <laughs> I think this is a great rivalry because this is what launched mobile gaming for me into oh, wow. a different a, a different place in my brain where I mm. accepted it as a, a viable video gaming platform cool. because I loved the first game. I tolerated the second game because they, they ramped up the microtransactions to infinity in that. And then I think number three or whatever after that they it was just it was too much at that point but the first game was very much just a video game and it was perfect for the phone it was a lot of fun and i you know i had played some tower defense games before but this like this was a it, it just felt right being all wrapped into this package of of the iphone i played on ipod touch but um it, it just all made sense. And it, it was nice to see like a built from the ground up game for the touchscreen that like, I would say was, was the perfect ki- kind of game for it. Um, so that rivalry has spawned a lot of different uh, parts of yeah. this franchise. Now they have like first person shooters and yeah. all sorts of stuff, but it was, it was such a fun, like having the different plants and what they did and all sorts of different zombies. And it was always fun just to see like what was coming around the corner. That's cool. So I think there was a lot of creativity in that yeah. franchise that that's 
spawned. I uh, I learned something something new about you today, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, no, because I had that? no idea you had played these games at all, and, and oh, yeah. that you actually enjoyed it. I've never played any of them. Uh, oh man, not to say they're bad. I just never actively played them. Um, yeah, but that's cool. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, I would say they they remain some of the best mobile games. Uh, in I know the, they're like, well tower regarded. Defense. Yeah, I know they're yeah. very well regarded. Yeah. Yeah, no, the mobile game that got me was Jetpack Joyride, but it's a very simple <laughs> game. It's a very right. simple, but it's fun, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. Plants for yeah. zombies. Yep. Right on. If, if you're ever looking for another really cool <laughs> mobile game, Polytopia mm-hmm. is basically civilization just oh, distilled cool. to the base base parts. Uh, oh. That game is really fun. I did play Civilization um, on uh the phone they have a app oh version. yeah 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 was that and, uh, was that good yeah for sure it's a ton of fun yeah no it's pretty yeah. good plays a I lot mean, faster than like the pc right. version but it's a lot of fun yeah and polytopia distills it even more so you're in and out in like 15 20 minutes nice nice so, yeah anyway cool. all right well moving on to my number eight i have console versus pc gamers nice <laughs> yeah i mean come on right like <laughs> You know, we all know how this goes. Um, it's another one, I believe. We are moving away from this, uh, but it was definitely yeah. a thing for a long time there uh, where, you know, plebes and their consoles, right? But, like, <laughs> I've always been a console gamer. I have no ill will towards PC gamers, nor have I ever. But uh, uh-huh. it's definitely something that you see everywhere. Still, you do see right. it. If you go to the right places on the internet, like Reddit oh, or yeah. anywhere, Um <laughs> You'll you'll definitely see people talking about it, and uh, yeah, it's kind of funny, you know, because like there is definitely a benefit to having an elite PC. You're gonna be able to game everything, and it's gonna look right. a lot better, typically than consoles do. Uh, but you also spend a lot more money, so like both have their both have their pros <laughs> and cons, right? <laughs> yeah. I I again, it just it comes down to exclusives. <laughs> I have to play Absolutely. the next God of War. Yeah. So I have to have a PS5 because okay. that is never coming to it. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, what if God of War is like a seven? Like out of 10? Yeah. Uh, Would you still I think there are still an, uh, there are enough games that I, I will need a PS5, like okay. Ratchet and Clank. No, I, I, agree. I can't I imagine. Agree. I'm just thinking, I don't th- in no way do I think God of War Ragnarok will be a seven. They can't let it be that. No, I am <laughs> like I'm not saying that whatsoever. But I'm saying hypothetically, right? Would you still be yeah. like, yes, I need a PS5? Uh, I mean, if that was the only game, then no, I, yeah. I probably would skip it. Going to be Horizon Forbidden West, and there's going to be Ratchet yeah. and Clank, and there's going to be Demon Souls, which you will have to play. <laughs> I mean, there's whatever Naughty Dog is working on, which yeah. apparently is is significant, right? With yeah. that, but with this console and PC thing too, it's another one where like these are not mutually exclusive things. You could totally no, have you a can have them PC. all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like there doesn't have to be this like made up rift between these two groups of people, right? But for some right. reason, people plant their flag, man, and yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not to get too much into it, but it's, it's psychology of, mm-hmm. of the value. Like yeah. I spent money on this. So to, yeah. you're Justify saying my choices worth. are wrong. Exactly. Yeah. If, yeah if, if you disagree with me, all I but, know is like, I cannot build a PC for the amount of money I spent on a, P- a PS five. And I'm not saying this is that, absolutely true. Yeah. But I know if I had built a PC, 
once again, I would probably have very few regrets about owning that PC. Right. <laughs> like, I would be more than happy and I could do VR and do everything that a PC does. I could work from it, which I cannot do with my PS5. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good pick. Uh, you know, I think that I have a PC. I love it, but I also have a, a switch and I play that thing in 720p on the screen and have a great time. So yeah, absolutely. They both have their place and, and sure. it's, it's always going to be that way. Yeah. I will tell you, I hate, I hate having to like set up PC games with like updates. And I know that the consoles have that too, mm-hmm. but it's sometimes it's a pain, like right. trying to play Subnautica in VR was a pain to, yeah. to get all that ready. Steam um, updates are, whew. Yeah, Constant. they're they're exactly. Yeah. They are very frequent. Yeah. But my number seven on the list is Call of Duty versus Battlefield. Cool. So yeah, this I think I've kind of brought up. Uh, I'm definitely a Call of Duty person over the Battlefield. I like both games, uh, but just in my experience, the the campaigns of Call of Duty are second to none. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battlefields, I. The the huge team battle is is not not my thing. I think the times I've dropped into those kind of games, mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm not helping at all. I'm right. just kind of like off doing my own thing. Um, the team battles that that I've really liked, uh, you know, Halo, mm-hmm. eight eight on eight, capture the flag, yeah, like that's where it it is for me. But Call of Duty just does that like you're a lone wolf kind of thing really well. Um, and now that we're moving away from that and into battle royale it's it's a different landscape and battlefield just seems to be losing ground on on that so yeah i mean there are rumors they're working on something you know right um no this is a good one you know i think call of duty goes up against a lot of shooters and comes out the victor so i can definitely see this one yeah being a rival and they're very contemporary titles they always seem to release around the same time for a while there they were and it was like you had to pick which one you're going to spend your money on. And sure. I would definitely say call of duty won that battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's a good, good one. I have, for the I have a battlefield Xbox one. It's the, the military oh, wow. green cool. Xbox one. And it's, it's sharp looking. I like it. Yeah. Um, and, but I, I have the digital copy of battlefield that I have never once played. <laughs> so. Wow. There Oof. you go. Oof. <laughs> So uh, moving into my number seven, it is Nintendo handhelds versus all other handhelds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Game Gear, Lynx, PSP, Vita. The graveyard is full of handhelds Uh, that Nintendo put there. Now, I would I would argue that PlayStation did the best against them. They had the the best fight in them against Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, they were the most they tried twice. So I think that. Yeah. For that reason, yes. Um, I, the Game Gear, I think, when it came out, was hot for a little for a minute, you know. Right, totally. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think anything really ever came close. But I, I would have to say, if there was like a runner-up Valiant Effort award, it would probably go to Sony. Sure. But uh, yeah, the fact of the matter is, like, if there's one thing history has taught us, don't compete against a Nintendo handheld. No, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. I'm I'm curious what the switch means for that future. I feel like this is their, this is their, 
one yeah because remember when the ds came out they were like don't worry the game boy is still one of our main right, pillars right. And, and we're still going to support the <laughs> ds around. yeah they said that when the switch <laughs> dropped oh, yep yeah. uh right i don't know about that yeah they did for a few so. years there i mean they were still releasing games for it like first party yeah. games and you know but. i think a lot of that was probably already in progress oh, sure. and yeah. they this the switch was risky i mean that that could have right. kind of blown up in their face like yeah Definitely, but now it's funny because those games are coming to the Switch. Like Metopia was one of those games, and now it's coming right. to the Switch. So yeah, you know, sure. But yeah, no, I think I do think it's part of their. It's integrated into their console now, and I I don't see them going back. But you never know. Nintendo's always inventive. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always wanted Microsoft to to try their hand at it, but I think that ship is long sailed. There's there's just mm-hmm. no reason for them to, especially with. You know, we want you to play, play Xbox Game Pass with you know on your phone everywhere. Yeah, all that stuff is Plus just like, like that's remote the future. Play now. Like I could play right. my PlayStation Five on my phone. Exactly. So like, yeah, don't need a handheld anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. we're we're not there yet. I think because of the latency, it's mm-hmm. just I I yeah. wish we were there because that would be so cool, but. It's just not quite there for me. Any any sort of lag is just kind of unacceptable with a lot of games. So until it's perfect, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. No, good pick. I like it. Thanks, man. All right. Well, my number six, and this is an ongoing one, and we don't know the outcome yet, but it is Apple versus Epic, and (gasps) I think this is this is a battle that is just like. It's all it's all you know litigation at this point, but it's just we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, Epic seems like they are willing to well, dig their, their heels. heels in. Yeah, man, big yeah. time, big time. I mean, Apple being, I, I think the largest company in the world. You know, at, at least it's in the top yeah. three. You know, they they dictate whatever they want, and I think. A, a player like Epic doing what they're doing, saying, no, you have to pay people this certain amount mm-hmm. and we are withholding the biggest game ever right now until you do is, is that that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a, a Epic <laughs> rivalry going on uh, as we live. <laughs> good, one. good one. No, I agree. Yeah. I do think like Apple's business practices are very reminiscent of like early Nintendo, like any yeah. practices, but um, it's, it's gotta, it's gotta go. I don't agree with it personally. I'm sure they make sure. a ton of money, but like, why even bother? Why do I want to put my game on your platform if it's not profitable? You know? Right. I don't know my own personal opinion and I don't make games, <laughs> nor do I make a ton of money. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, the thing is they like, it would be one thing if Epic's only had the iPhone to, to work off of, but they have all these other devices yeah. that are gladly, you know, churning out money for them. Right. So like, yeah, they're not how much does it, it actually matter? Yeah. Not, not a whole lot. Good pick, man. Totally forgot Thank about you. it. Yeah. It did not make the right. list, but definitely belongs on the list. Right. <laughs> kind of wish it was on mine now, but uh, moving into my I mean, it's, six. Sorry, it's it's just one last thing about it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's less of a gaming thing on the Apple side, I think. I mean, they're they're fighting a App Store battle, mm-hmm. whereas Epic, you know, this is a, vi- a pretty much a video game standpoint for them. Yeah, because um, that's all they do is video games. So, no, definitely, definitely. 
Um, so my number six is Link and Ganon. I don't think I need to go into it too much, right? Like, <laughs> sure, it's iconic. I think it needs to be on any list. I had to put it on mine. I couldn't get it out of my head. Like, what rivalry belongs on a list full of video game right. rivalries? <laughs> this was definitely one of them. It's meant so For much sure. to my life. Uh, the Legend of Zelda games have always been a huge part of my gaming life, and um, yeah, yeah, it's had to be here. You know what's interesting is that this rivalry is not always the one that's present in the game. Like we've had other villains yeah, play we, out before. We have, but like ultimately it's Lincoln Cannon. Yeah. Ultimately. But like even I feel like Skyward Sword, there's it was demise, but like come on. The guy looks like Ganon. <laughs> it's Ganon. I see. Like it's okay. it's it it sets up this ongoing like Skyward Sword, right? Canonically is the first game. Right. And it basically establishes why Link, Zelda, and Ganon are always tied to each other. I see. Yeah. I only got 50 hours into Skyward Sword, so n- nowhere near the end. Um, so I, I never got, got to yeah. that point. Yeah. So anyway, maybe I'll have another opportunity. We'll see if those, yeah. if those uh, controls work out. I, I will uh, not be we'll, playing we'll through it again. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> No, good pick. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's we don't that's as iconic much, as yeah. Empire and Rebellion for sure. So basically, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, my number five, a, a little less uh, on that scale, but it is Sub Zero versus Scorpion. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, this is so. a good one. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It, it popped up on a lot of lists, but I remember thinking, like, yeah, that that was a, a cool little battle that that just it's always i mean we see it in the new movie that's coming out that's like what's going to happen is is they're going to kind of face off and um you know they they started as a palette swap just two Mm -hmm. of the same character model with different colors uh different move sets and everything but they they are just like linked together forever and i thought it was yeah you know go ahead i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, I was going to say that they're just cool, two cool ninjas that are fighting with these different styles. And right. yeah, it's, it always makes for a good time. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Like you said, they started out as a palette swap and then this whole lore developed around them that went like back generations. Right. And their clans right. fighting and like, it got way. like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It got like this really like fleshed out lore behind it. And it was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Some gravitas to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This is a good pick. Cause like, yeah, no, it's not you. as iconic. Well, that's arguable too. If it's not as iconic as Lincoln Gannon, it's completely arguable because there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack between these two. And I hope the movie does it. It looks promising. Yeah. You know, you did have quite a few scenes with Scorpion, not being Scorpion. Right. Right. Like not quite being, um, what, what is he like hell spawn or something? Right. Like he is not that in the beginning, not in the beginning. Um, right. But th- right. that's what I'm saying. They're showing him before he became Scorpion. Right. In exactly. The, in the trailer. Right. Yeah. So it looks cool. Good pick. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I we'll yeah, that, that movie's going to be fun. I, I can tell. It seems like it has a little bit of cheese to it, but that's, that's yeah, good. That's, that's not bad. Need. That's what you need. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, my number five is uh, casual versus hardcore gamers. I did just call my wife a filthy casual. Oh no. <laughs> which I'm a terrible human being. Apparently I love my wife very much. Um, anyway, 
this rivalry lives on forum boards as well. Uh, but there always seem to be these talks about what qualifies someone as a real gamer, right? Uh-huh. And uh, even last episode, I said some jerky things about people who play Call of Duty and Madden, right? I didn't say jerky things, but I kind of <laughs> talked about it as if it was frowned upon. That's my sure. mistake. Because like, the fact of the matter is, this rivalry needs to end. There is no such thing as a casual gamer or a hardcore gamer. And I should never turn or nor anybody else should ever turn up their nose on anyone who plays video games. We need to be inclusive. Anyone who plays any video games is a gamer in my eyes. And uh, yeah, I, I think I enjoy talking to other people who play video games, no matter what those games are and hearing their input on them. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely an elitist point of view that needs to to leave. Yeah. I, I think yeah. gaming is one of the most toxic hobbies out be. there. It can be. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in the right corners of the internet, it definitely can be. There are a lot of great people who play video games too, though. And some right. of the like some of the different groups I've been a part of have been so welcoming and so helpful. Yes. Um, I, but we do need a community full of diverse game players and we need to be exactly. more inclusive and more welcoming when it comes to that. Like get good. Yeah. Isn't really the best response. It's like, if you need <laughs> tips, we could play co-op Brian. If you want to be bloodborne, right. I will, I will join your, your game and, and get you through it. Right. Yeah. I, I used to very much be a, you, if you read the strategy guide or if you buy the strategy guide, I think, and I kind of still feel like you're kind of robbing yourself of part of the experience, but you, you should enjoy the game. However you want to enjoy mm-hmm. it. Like Absolutely. if you need, if you want to read through the whole thing and play the game, fine. Mm-hmm. I, I think this really came up uh, when there was the whole debate of like easy, normal, hard, like difficulty settings, whatever. I think, Every, just play whatever you want, yeah. man. Some people can't play the game because of like a disability. And right. that's that's why accessibility options are there yeah. or easy mode or yeah. someone who wants to play through The Last of Us 2 like very quickly should play on exactly. easy so they can get exactly. through it. You get that story <laughs> in and then you could like yeah. replay it if you want to, right? Exactly. I did use a guide for parts of Bloodborne. Like I wanted to be, look, I only have so much time in the day. It's a 40, right. 60 hour game. I wanted to be sure I experienced all the endings. So there are things that I had to get throughout my gameplay and I wanted to make sure I got those things so that I didn't have to play through the entire game again, just to get a different ending. Exactly. So no, I mean, Hey, we're all gamers and we all do it our own way. It doesn't make the game any easier. Like you still got to beat the bosses and do everything else. And you know, um, (laughs) but we all get stuck. Sometimes we can all use a little help and Hey, Nothing wrong with easy mode or playing mobile games or anything of the sort. That's right. Yeah. Except those stadia people are like, who, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not a real gamer. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I'm kidding too. That, that will be dead soon enough. All right. Well, my number four, you already said it, but it is console versus PC. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I think, yeah, this is, this is a big one Um, just because, you know, I like both. I think Mm -hmm. that consoles are super easy. I love that you can just turn them on and and start playing. Um, I love my PC. I think it's fantastic seeing these games in the highest fidelity. And there are so many games. Like I I thought I would be missing the like, oh man, I really want to play Demon's Souls. And I I do, but I also have (laughs) 
all of these other games. Right. There's no shortage whatsoever. Right. Um, and you know, there there are different games out there, and apparently we're getting all sorts of PlayStation exclusives. Uh, like I want to play through Horizon on right. on a PC oh, and yeah, see yeah. the, Days the difference. Gone's coming too, and yeah, you're getting a few yeah. more. No, I mean I agree. Like it's not a rivalry that needs to happen anymore. You're happy. Right. I'm sure anybody is happy with what they have, right? And you shouldn't yeah. have to justify that. Like you made right. the choice, like enjoy it, make the most of it, your yep. choice that you made and, and realize that like, you can always save up and make another choice and right. have a few <laughs> things to play games on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of having so many games, I did, uh, I forgot to mention, I dipped into concrete genie. Cause that was the PS plus game for last month. Played, yeah. Played like a half an hour. Not for me. Not for me. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, Isn't that a VR kind of like pushed game or no, is no, it... it's a it's like a 3D kind of um third person platformer, you know. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It it does cool was inventive things it. with like paint and whatever, but like I don't know. Real bad frame rate and yeah, anyway. Oh. I was playing on the PS5, so I'm not sure if it's not like optimized for the PS5 if that affects right. it in a negative way. I have heard of that happening, but uh I don't want to talk ill of it, but yeah, too many games out there to spend my time on something that didn't grab me, you know? I mean, that's what it comes down to. There's, you never have to waste your time on something that is not like, I'm, I need to be having maximum fun at all yeah. times when I'm yeah. playing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, especially PC, like, geez, you could get anything. <laughs> There's so Yeah. Many and I, I find myself, I, I feel like, oh man, maybe I should play Starcraft again. Like yeah. I just, I, old, old games, I'm still like, yeah, I could fire up some Overwatch right now and this get is why into it's that. almost it's almost good. I don't have Game Pass because I'd probably have a tougher time deciding what to play than like it. That playing. is, it, there is a absolutely a paralysis of choice when it comes to Game yeah. Pass because I I will literally like install four games and then not play any of them because I'm like, well, you know, yeah. Let me just let me play this other thing that I that I've been playing. So yeah, yeah I got yeah. my I got my space pyramid exactly <laughs> i gotta, I gotta yes. play my satisfactory okay. right <laughs> <laughs> no it's good it's it's uh yeah it's a thing right pc versus console gamers it's been a rivalry for a long long time yeah 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 so moving into my number four mm-hmm. i was going to put mario and sonic on here but um yeah yeah to me the winner was always mario so it's less of a rivalry <laughs> Um, however, however well i mean come on let's be honest right like i'm not yeah. i'm just being objective here uh right. despite constant defeat though bowser always seems to find a way to kidnap the princess and throw an entire <laughs> kingdom into peril right right so for that reason my number four is of course mario and bowser uh okay yeah got it got yeah. another one i just couldn't leave off the list i understand like it's you know of course it's cliche to have it on a rivalry list, but no, there's no, a reason it's, why it's, it's a good. cliche. It belongs there. I think I think there's been enough games where that rivalry is not we don't know exactly how it's gonna play out. You know, we have Mario RPG where Bowser Almost joins a your team. Rivalry. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then we have uh Odyssey where it's like yeah, Bowser. Bowser's a bad guy, but about then to marry like, this princess. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you get to play as him, and yeah. And then like the game continues, and the princess is like, 
I just don't involve me in this anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> right. So it's just like, you know, that everything kind of plays out differently every single time. Yeah, so. no, it's cool. It's, it's a timeless one for sure. I don't know the story of Bowser's Fury, but it looks like he is very big and very angry. I so. do. Yeah. yeah. I'll have more to report. I'm, I yeah, hope I can't wait. Week. I really can't wait to hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, my number three is two games that I have put maybe an hour grand total into, but <laughs> it was so prolific during the time. Okay. And that is Rock Band versus Guitar Hero. Yeah, very good. Uh, an hour? These you need to games, play more. These are fun. It, I am not a rhythm okay. game person enough, whatsoever. Like, I feel like Beat Saber, I, I want to try, oh, so but good. I don't know. So yeah. Good. that that is So it's the physicality. I, mm. I cannot hold the Guitar Hero guitar and make my fingers do anything. Mm-hmm. that it's supposed to I get it. Uh, the drums were the closest thing that I could do. And that was still like kind of difficult for me. Yeah. So yeah, I, the controls just like mess me up so much. Sorry to s- s- take over your, uh, your, your list here. No, Go no, that's, I, I mean, you, you love guitar hero and, or you love these rhythm games and you said you played a lot of them when, when they were out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I was so horrible. So it was never very much fun for me. Yeah. I get it. But, um, yeah, I mean, they were a back and forth with, you know, they each one came out with their game and then had different like exclusivity deals with different artists. And they both yeah. tried again and like basically at the same time to come back and, and kind of flopped uh, together. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this this was just so heated when when it was going it on was. and each did their own thing and like stole ideas from each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was a great competition between the two franchises. I would argue that both were successful in killing the other because it became such a market <laughs> where it was flooded with titles that people stopped caring. Right. <laughs> right. Like that's true. Like there was so many. It seems like every year was a guitar hero. Every year was a rock band. And it was like, I just bought this for like 120 bucks a year ago. Right. Like I can't do that again. You know? Yep. Yeah. That's too yeah. much. People don't want to do that every year. Definitely too much. Definitely too much. But good pick for sure. For sure. Thank you. Uh, moving into my number three, it was your runner up. It is, of course, Nintendo and Sega. Um, I am. <laughs> a personal veteran of the first console war and technically every console war thereafter. (laughs) Uh, But books have been written. Films have been made to document the depths of this rivalry uh, when two Titans of industry met, right? Genesis does what Nintendo don't, Brian. That's right. Yeah. You want blood and mortal combat? You got to come to us. Well, there's a code for the super. No, wait, there was a code for Genesis. No, there was a code for Genesis, right? Abacab B. It's amazing. I remember that. (laughs) Abacab B was the code for something in Mortal Kombat Genesis. Huh. I did not A-B-A-C-A-B-B. know that. A B A C A B B. What in the world is happening with my brain? <laughs> I can't remember what I ate for breakfast, and I got that locked I, in. I think I think I could still run debug mode on Shadows of the Empire if you if you put a gun to my head. Do you remember <laughs> that at all? Uh, so I it not. was a, it was a cheat code on. And you had to hold the N64 controller and yeah. press a certain series of buttons wow. and like turn the control stick a certain way. I had to use my face at, at some point, I remember. <laughs> like uh, use your nose you should to look push the, jo- the control yes. stick? How cool. Yes. There, there was like some crazy thing to, to do debug mode in that. That's great. Yeah. 
That's great. But yeah, no, this is uh this is it, right? This is the one. This is the one that started it all as far as console wars go. And uh, I to me, I mean, I had friends with Genesis. I, I enjoyed Genesis and enjoyed Super Nintendo, but to me there was always the clear-cut winner in this and it was, you know, there was time where Sega was like the edgy one, but eventually like the the titles went out, right? Yeah. And I mean, objectively Super Nintendo has better titles. It is right. one of the best <laughs> consoles of all time. Yeah. I mean, I think really it was the only two on Sega's front that had a shot were the Genesis and the Dreamcast. And I think yeah. the Dreamcast came real close to like shaking up the world. And then oh, we, we just we know what happened there. I think the Saturn was too fresh when the Dreamcast came out and people had a bad taste in their mouth. It was, it could it, look it very easily. I thought the same thing was happening to Nintendo, right? Sega out did themselves by, Oh, we got to build a new console and build a new console. And they did it too close to each other and both didn't sell. Neither one sold like they thought it would. And eventually they're like, hey, we're just doing games now. Like, we don't have the funds to do these consoles anymore. And I was so afraid that was going to happen to Nintendo as well with the Wii U. And uh, then all of a sudden they're pushing out a new system. And, like, it's this weird, like, half-generation system. But thank thank God the Switch was effective because Nintendo is phenomenal. Well, and and the story is that Nintendo has a war chest of funds that they can always draw so like they're going to be fine sega does not have nearly the capital that nintendo's working with read read that book brian yeah yeah sure it gets into all that i think the bigger death knell for for the dreamcast was the playstation i think that really just solidified uh, that that nail in the coffin Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah good pick thanks love it awesome so my number two is Ash versus Gary. Oh, and this God. was a rivalry. <laughs> this is another one my wife mentioned. I was going oh, really? to put it on my list. Yeah. yeah. Gary. I stupid didn't, Gary. I didn't really sh- see this show up on any any stuff online. So I was like, I, I mean, this this was a meaningful one to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, playing the Pokemon game, it was Gary, but you, you could name him whatever you wanted. Um, oh, it was but scary. one of the choices was Gary, but the anime is really what, mm-hmm. what made this one uh, potent in my mind, just because yeah. Gary was, ah, oh, at every worst. turn, he was just, I know. he really was the worst. I just watched like the first season of it uh, about a year ago. Cause my son, nice. I wanted him to see it, you know, and uh, it's, how big of a jerk do you have to be that your own grandfather takes another kid under his wings and like helps him defeat you (laughs) right that's pretty Uh, bad uh, that's awful yeah yeah gary stupid gary and he chooses the pokemon that's like against you like the weakness and everything Mm -hmm. he's just he's so he's so slimy just from the start yeah absolutely but everybody loves gary and i know look ash (laughs) too like rewatching the early pokemon ones it's like ash is not a good dude either yeah, he's pretty insufferable. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially to his friends. Yeah, definitely uh. to his friends. Yeah. All right. Well, good pick for sure. Yeah. It's a fun one. <laughs> so, uh, moving into my number two, and I do think this is a gr- this was a greater rivalry than Nintendo versus Sega, and I'm talking about Nintendo and Sony. Um, so uh-huh. I love PlayStation. Uh, I love Nintendo, but the fact remains that. Sony wouldn't be what it is today if Nintendo didn't task them with making a disk drive. 
That is exactly right. And then pull the plug on them and say, we don't actually want that anymore. And Sony's like, okay, we'll just make our own system. And then they won. (laughs) Like their their consoles, this is such a good story. (laughs) Like, right? It's It's like like a Netflix blockbuster situation, except, you know, (laughs) blockbuster would still exist if if they were, yeah, in the same situation. Absolutely. I love Nintendo, not rooting against them, but the fact, like, I'm so happy that we have PlayStation 5 and any PlayStation that came along the way because like what a cool story for this to happen to i have nothing against nintendo grew up with nintendo but for sony to be like what like you're pulling the plug on this project right we're going to become your greatest competitor and like literally drove nintendo out of the market nintendo is now its own corner of the market i think it does not try to compete with microsoft and sony because it kind of couldn't like it was left with no other choice. I, I also agree with the decision making Nintendo made, right? Like at the time cartridges were faster. They didn't have those load times. Like they were the more intelligent way to go, but they were more expensive right. to make. And people were like, no, like we're not going to go through all that. So Sony took over. <laughs> I mean, this was it. This was the yeah. turning point. Right. And and kind right. of Nintendo has themselves to blame. Yeah, I I don't think they would have made like if they could do it all over again. They probably would still do the same thing that they did. Uh, oh, yeah. This is my number one, just so we can oh, get that cool. out of the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I said PlayStation versus N sixty four, just because. Right. Yes, that was the turning point where uh, the PlayStation was created. Right. Correct. Because I should have. Nintendo. I could have been more specific. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's perfect because yeah, it's you know I think Nintendo still tried to compete in the same battles during the GameCube era mm-hmm. um, where, yeah. you know, then Microsoft entered the fray. That's a whole different tangent. Right. Right. Um, but to have these two Japanese companies just like really have to go after each other like this is it. Yeah. It, it definitely spurred the competition to, to where we are now. Um, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think we, we have two great companies doing great different things at this point. Um it's. I don't think we'll ever get the partnerships between Nintendo and Sony like we do Nintendo and Microsoft. Right. But there's always potential, and it Sony, would be interesting to see. That. Sony doesn't play well with others either. They you don't. Know, they're always the last to agree on like cross-platforming and. Right. You know, so I do think that's a little more on Sony's end. Like I'm sure yeah. Nintendo wouldn't say no to you know bringing some of those titles to Switch, which would never happen. Yeah. It's never gonna I mean, happen. we've seen that, you know, we've seen Nintendo is willing to play ball. I would have said Nintendo is, is as, you know, tight lipped and buttoned up mm-hmm. as, as Sony, but they have shown like, yeah, no, Banjo, you know, we, yeah. we want them. Let's all work together to make that happen. And right. we, we keep seeing, um, like even know. with the final fantasy characters in smash too, if we're talking about just smash brothers, right? Like, right. Yeah, they're, they're definitely willing to make it happen. You know exactly, but like you also have like Cuphead first came to Switch. Now it's on PlayStation, so that's kind of like oh, which was a Microsoft right. property. So maybe they're all playing nicely now, which would be something. Well, I think I think Microsoft is the most willing to to oh, play ball with everyone, um, and they've said as much. Yeah, because um, they were like, yeah, you know, we'll do cross platform. Mm-hmm. It was it was a flip of the switch for what was it? Rocket League was one of the first to say like, yeah, we, we want this to happen and we have it working just like let, give us the go ahead. And exactly. We can, 
and that like if we're stuck in this we can't do cross platform because of one company mm-hmm. that's kind of stinks it does so, stink and no, ultimately that, like the gamers suffer you know right yeah but i still want those exclusive sony i know oh yeah you never never stop that money. <laughs> yeah. yeah and you will still i mean that was money. the at the start of that generation of yeah. playstation 4 oh man and there like, was there was talk that, that you can't make single player games you have to do multiplayer mm-hmm. and sony just said absolutely not we are going to mm-hmm. give you like six unbelievably fantastic first party single player experiences and and we're going to sell 100 million ps4s at the end of this yeah i mean what's incredible too is that they were so successful with their first console going up against a giant like Nintendo. Nintendo had so many established console, like console titles. Right. right? And Sony had nothing. And now like, think of what we think of this, this PlayStation one era, twisted metal, Parappa, the rapper, like some of these titles we currently have nostalgia for, but they were unknowns back then. Like, right. We had no idea what tomb Raider was, or any of yeah. that, and they they Crash won us Bandicoot. over. Like they won us over with these titles, and now we think yeah. of them so fondly. So yeah, it's 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 a good one, one for the record books. This rivalry, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I guess I have my number one left. That's right. And what could it be if it's not this? I I'll don't know. What, I'll tell you what it is. Okay. So I wanted to make it my number one because I wasn't sure how your list would play out, and I didn't know if any of these would be on your list. And of course, some of them were, but I am talking about competing titles as a whole. I'm talking about Call of Duty and Battlefield, Elder Scrolls and Dragon Age. You could even throw The Witcher in there, Metal Gear Solid and Splinter Cell, Overwatch and Battleborn, Rock Band yes. and Guitar Hero, <laughs> Streets of Rage and Final Fight, Virtua Fighter and Tekken, and the list goes on and on. All these titles were released roughly around the same time and competed for your money. Eventually there was almost always a clear winner out of them, but yeah, this is like always going to be present in gaming. It seems like right. it's insane how often developers are working on similar titles that release around similar times because this can't right. be like, it's not like one is spying on the other. They come up with these right. ideas independently and just, they happen to release around the same time and it happens yeah. all the time. It has always happened. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it's funny because it's, you know, like think about movies, like it happened for a while with Pixar and DreamWorks, yeah. but like, I can't think of really any other times that this has happened. No. The, the, the trends like, like Lord of the Rings happens and then we get a bunch of like, like medieval style thing yeah fantasy yeah but harry potter happens and then there's all these like young adult movies right exactly yeah yeah but never never like this it's like yeah overwatch comes out and and battleborn comes out and they're they're kind of the same thing and just doing doing different things and yeah that that was on my list. I was gonna have Overwatch Battleborn uh and (laughs) Team Fortress 2 like all of that Mm -hmm kind of competing uh mm-hmm. but yeah th- there were yeah. other ones that i wanted to talk about but yeah yeah, yeah no, no i mean they could be included in this entry that's i i, I kept thinking of these <laughs> games that butt heads against each other and like i said you know it's like like with call of duty and battlefield all you need to do is look at sales to know which one won <laughs> that rivalry right. right but it's like it will always happen i can guarantee it it's always going to yeah. happen and uh it's kind of funny they're always competing for money someone's got to win yeah right yeah. Yeah. It happened in sports a lot, but then like 
Right. I was yeah, going to include like, like Madden over. and 2K, but like <laughs> right. that's not a thing anymore, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nope. It's, yeah. it's no longer. Yeah. Well, good list. Good. Yeah, you too, man. You too, for there sure. There are a this lot is... of rivalries and, and a lot of like history behind these things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I was, I was yeah. trying to see if I could find any worth mentioning that were like people splitting from studios, but nothing too terrible with that. You know, I think like... I mean, one of the main ones that just comes to mind when you say that is, you know, people splitting off from Rare to make Platonic and then right. kind of like churning out the same things that were popular back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's that's less of a rivalry because they're doing different, completely different things at right. this point. Right. Not good list for sure. Um, so next week, Brian. Next week, we are doing something that is a little more conceptual, I think. Uh, We're doing the top 10 worst naming conventions in video games. So I will give you an example. And the example I will use is actually a movie uh, series, not a video game series. So when we talk about bad naming conventions, I want you to think of this. The Rambo movies, okay? Okay. The first We'll start from the first Rambo movie, and I'm just going to run through the names here. It, there was no Rambo in the first Rambo movie. It was just called First Blood. Then there was Rambo First Blood Part 2. <laughs> then there was Rambo 3. Then just Rambo. Uh, and then Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> so that, to me, is the perfect example of a bad naming convention. And there are a lot of series that I don't see a this. problem that that that's perfection to me. I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. There was a game that came out recently, which may make my list. So I won't mention it. That made me think about this, and it's like really like that's what you're gonna call the game, right? Even though it's like the third in a series. I don't know. Anyway, so um, you can look at this as best or worst or best naming convention. That's in true. My book. That's true. We could we could we could just say top naming conventions that stand out in a crowd or something. Right. I, don't know. I feel like I always, with our episode names, I always have to do top 10. Cause I started like yeah. every single one with top 10 and right. like, I kind of like put myself in a hole. I backed myself into a corner where like, now I have to say, <laughs> cause I got to name the episode top 10 something, you know, but like right. if it's the worst naming conventions, doesn't it sound silly calling it the top 10 worst naming conventions? No, I that, I think that phrasing is fine. Okay. I, I feel like I've seen that before. Fair enough. Well, at least you make me feel yeah. better about it, Brian. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Episode numbers. That's that's the thing that... I had those, but like they never showed up on the actual podcast sites. So I right, was like right. putting them in the yeah. data, but then they weren't transferring over. Anyway, I'm sure that our listeners love matter. hearing this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, that'll be a good list. I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. There'll be some good stuff there. Well, I appreciate you, Brian, and I appreciate your your uh, your comforting nature when it comes to my my own <laughs> the, naming conventions. <laughs> soothing sounds of my voice. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, as always, guys, thank you for listening. We hope you have a good week. Bye. See you later. <laughs>